Okay, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I'm here with my sweet friend, Rebecca, um, and she is going to talk to us a little bit about her platform, which is Food Allergy Awareness. So Rebecca, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Hey guys. Um, I am Rebecca Wallace. I am the reigning Miss Mississippi team volunteer and I am from Olive Branch, Mississippi. I'm eight year, 18 years old, not eight years old, <laughs> but 18 years old. I am a freshman at Northwest Mississippi Community College. I am taking normal classes, um, online classes this year, and I plan on going into cosmetology school next fall, which I'm really excited for. I love doing hair and makeup. I plan on owning my own business in the future. Um, so that's the plan for now. And I, my platform is EpiCare's Epinephrine Education and Awareness. And I'm excited to get to talk to y'all about today. Um, because uh, I really do believe that knowing about food allergies, taking it seriously, keeping an EpiPen on you, and knowing how to use it is so important um, to know in life. Love. Yes. Well, I wanted to have you on because obviously our platforms are like adjacent, so they don't really necessarily intersect, but also they kind of do because um, I haven't seen a whole lot of research and and data on um, kids that are food insecure that also have a food allergy in it, but I would assume that that would extremely complicate things. So talk a little bit about what got you initially interested in your platform. So again, I'm allergic to um, six of the top nine major food allergens, dairy, egg, peanuts, tree nuts, fish, and shellfish. So a lot, <laughs> but yeah. I used to be allergic to eight of the top nine. Um, so it was really difficult growing up in and out of the hospitals a lot, um, being left out. I was in the hospitals for months and months, uh, just missing out on school, having to do my schoolwork in the hospital bed while my classmates were enjoying the second grade. It was just really hard and really difficult to understand at a really young age. And so whenever somebody had to tell me, um, you have to have a pl platform. Um, that was the first thing that came to mind was uh, food allergy awareness and epinephrine awareness as well, because I lived it. There wasn't really a certain moment where I it certain like spark of interest. Um, it was just because that was my life. And so at an early age, I knew that my goal was to not only save uh, change save lives but also change lives as well and so I would just say that there wasn't a certain moment where I was like hey I should do that I, I always knew from a really young age yeah I mean that's your reality every day so you don't really have the luxury of getting to pick something that you're passionate about because that is quite literally your life so that makes complete sense um so my next question was going to be, what has been the most shocking thing since you have started your platform? But obviously, like you just talked about, that's been something that you've dealt with your entire life. So what is something that is shocking to other people when you first tell them about your platform? I would say that a lot of people don't realize how many people don't carry an EpiPen on them. And a lot of people don't realize how important it is to know how to use one. Um, and there, a lot of people say, well, I don't even have food allergies. Why would I need to know? But it really is important because you never know um, not only when an anaphylactic reaction or an emergency can occur, but you also can gain a food allergy at any point in your life. That's another shocking uh, thing that people um, don't under don't realize because at any point in their life, they can gain an allergy. So it's really important to know how to use an EpiPen because you never know when something like that would, could happen. 
that makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm an example of gaining a food allergy later in life. It's always my fun fact um, or like my like interesting fact about myself because it's not like anaphylactic level, thank goodness, but I'm allergic to orange foods. So I'm allergic to sweet potatoes, pumpkin and carrots. It's like super weird. Yeah, I love them all. And I also love the color orange. I'm literally wearing it right now, but I, I do be allergic to those. And that was like, I think four years ago that that started. So, um, but okay. So my next question is selfish because I obviously am very passionate about food security and you are very passionate about food allergies. So I want to know if you've ever seen um, any connection between the two um, or ever encountered someone who has food allergies and, you know, doesn't know how to, um, you know, utilize their resources or is food insecure and doesn't have access to um, foods, like especially if they're in the situation like you are where they're allergic to eight of the nine most common foods. I mean, like nuts are in everything, you know, eggs, all the things. Um, so what is your experience with that? So I, I know um, I haven't really had any personal experiences, but I know it's definitely possible um, because I, I know that any person with food allergies, um, there's probably a lot out there that have um, experienced some type of food insecurity, because if you think about it, uh, sorry, my brother in the, in the back, <laughs> but if you think about it, um, if you're allergic to something that limits um, your access to foods, healthy foods, whatever it may be. So I kind of do take that back. I have had experiences where I want to um, have something, but I can't because I mean, I'm limited. Uh, and so I definitely think that there's lots of connections um, with food security and food allergies. I think that's actually a really good point that you make because I guess by definition, by having a food allergy, you're also food insecure to some extent because part of food insecurity is having access to a like a healthy diet and foods that you can eat and right. that are, um, you know, like that you can like you have options to pick from. So I guess like by definition, like if you go to a conference or if you go to a pageant week and they don't have something that you can eat, then in that moment, you are food insecure because you don't have any options um, just by your um, allergies. So I guess that's a really good point to make. I never thought about it like that, but that's like, I'm like thinking about data that I could do and like study. I'm like, wait a minute. My like, mm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, my brain's moving like a mile a minute right now. <laughs> okay. So if you could give one piece of advice to anyone who is wanting to begin advocacy for food allergies or start volunteering or start working that into their daily lives, what would it be? The first piece of advice that I would give them would definitely be to reach out um, to any allergy, um, food, food allergy, like communities, food allergy organizations. That's the first thing that I did whenever I started my platform. Um, there's a lot of uh, organizations out there, like around me, there's Food Allergy Alliance of the Mid-South. So if you're around me, definitely reach out to them. But there's also Red Sneakers for Oakley. There's um food, allergy research, and education. There's so many organizations that you can reach out to and you can work with. You can go to their events. So definitely reach out because you can expand um, your community, get to more people, and um, talk to people about your platform. So that's what I would say. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Um, so I want to know what projects you're working on right now. Like, what are you doing right now that's contributing to food allergy awareness? Um, and then I also, I don't know, I was thinking about it and I just re like re um, 
I guess, renewed my CPR training. And I was kind of shocked because I really could have sworn that I remembered EpiPens being a part of CPR training, but we didn't do anything with that. Is that like something that um, is like in a different, like I know it was like with American Heart Association, but I don't know if like a different CPR certification program uses that. Um, So I want your thoughts on that too. So projects, but also thoughts on that. So recently I've been so um, busy with the drive campaign um, at going to different schools, teaching about um, driving safety. So I haven't been able to go to schools yet about food allergies, but I really want to. Um, And I just made a post getting out to more people. And I really hope um, that I can get into schools, talk to them about it. I actually have a puppet, Owl the Allergy Pal, and I take it, <laughs> I take him to schools with me, and it is so fun. Um, the, the kids love it. It's just a great way for kids to learn about food allergies, just in a way that they can understand. And so I'm really eager to get into schools again. I have an appearance request form in my bio. Um, Miss Mississippi Teen Volunteer is, <laughs> yeah, is my Instagram, so you can anybody um that's uh listening to this definitely hit that um request (laughs) and um I would love to come to anybody's event to talk about food allergies and I'm also um working on getting to um not just elementary schools but I really want to get into middle schools and high schools about um food allergies as well because there's so many people that just just don't realize how food allergies um are really just that serious yeah so true. Um, is our EpiPens part of CPR training and BLS? Is and all that? Um, so I don't know if it's the same um, for every school, but I am actually taking CPR right now, uh, first aid and CPR. And I was really surprised because I didn't realize that they had EpiPen um, training in there, but there was. Uh, I think Good. it was, yes, there was a, I think it was a month ago when I learned about it, um, and it was basically just teaching how to administer an epi EpiPen. You know, I'm taking online classes, so I don't get the one-on-one experience, but they put little videos in there, um, tutorials on how to do it, and then they quizzed us on it. So I just think it's really important um, to have that in there. I don't know if it's the same for all schools, but it definitely should be um, teaching others about how to use one. But I'm glad that that, that my class had it in there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, surely that's part of it. Um, but maybe it was just like the initial time I did it and then the renewal. I don't know. But but thank you so much for coming on, Rebecca. She truly does it all. Um, <laughs> I feel like I know so much more about food allergies and how to better advocate for them. So I so appreciate you coming on and talking to all of us and for all the advocacy that you've already done and will do in the future. You are just amazing. And I can't wait to watch you at Miss Teen Volunteer America, teen, teen Volunteer America, mm, the words, you know, you know what I mean. Um, but you're going to do amazing. And I just love getting to cheer you on. And so I'm so glad that you were able to come on the podcast and chat with us today. So thank you so much. And thank you all for watching and I or listening. Mm-hmm. Watching. That's the word. Listening. And I will see you guys in our next episode. Bye, y'all. Hey, bye. <laughs>